Welcome back to the Mobile Home Investing Lessons Podcast with your host, John Fedro. Tune in weekly, plus listen to past episodes designed to make you money, save you time, and give you confidence as an active mobile home investor. Now, here's your host, John Fedro. Here we are, back for another <laughs> mobile home investing lesson podcast for you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We try to make uh, learning about mobile homes fun. Uh, sometimes we do discuss some great stuff about mobile homes. Other times it's just chit chat, but we always hope to provide you a good core lesson for each one of these uh, episodes, if you call them podcast episodes, I guess. Um, and right now is no different. Val, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, John. Excellent. Now, I always appreciate you coming on, giving your, your feedback, your two cents, um, a quality investor that is actually doing things. And you've had a struggle from when you first started to overcoming some obstacles, none of which, by the way, are, I mean, this is my personal hallucination that uh, any problem that you have, the person listening to my voice, is not uncommon or it's not something that nobody has experienced before. So the problems we have in this business are just that. They're obstacles and problems that we can overcome. And you have done that, Val. That's why I'm glad that you're here. And we have a cool show today because we're talking about, sometimes we talk about other lessons and managers and leads and selling and paperwork. And this time we're talking about uh, deals. And we talk about case studies, worst deals, best deals. Today, we're going to talk about some of our best deals. Now, best is sort of subjective. Is it the best because it made you the most money? Is it the best because it opened your eyes to this business? Is it the best for some other reason? Maybe you, you know you traded a home for a car and you got the car, or you know anything like that. So, um, please, if if you would tell us a few, uh, maybe a little bit about yourself, and then uh, let's go into some uh, awesomely cool. Uh, mobile home investing case studies uh, that have happened to you in the in the recent past. Okay, sure. I'd love to. Um, I've been doing the mobile home business for about a year and a half, and um, I think that um, it was about my um, maybe fifth deal or so that I I came upon um, this this uh, seller. Um, she actually found me from an ad that I had placed. Um, but the I'm going to say this was my best deal um, in uh, a couple of things. Um, and my best deal in, in, like you said, opening my eyes to this business and my best deal in being able to make profit um, very quickly. Um, I purchased a home um, from a seller who was uh, desperate to uh, just sell it because she had bought it for her daughter and her daughter had walked away from it and just left it there and she did not want to pay the park lot rent anymore. Um, so she was she wanted to just sell it. So um, I got it for a very uh, discounted price and I actually, um, within... <laughs> I think this is, has been, to this day, my quickest uh, sell yet. <laughs> <laughs> Within seven days um, or less, maybe it was five days, uh, I was able to sell it um, to a buyer. And uh, 
Did you know that buyer prior to purchasing the home, or this was from the... No, actually, no, I did not. Actually, the, the buyer was, uh, he was, uh, the the couple, they were, um, they had made an offer on, on a mobile home in the same park, and they, the people did not accept it, so um, he, he saw... Um, the sign on, on out in front of uh, my house and my mobile home, and he came in and, and him and his wife came in and looked and. Um, wow, great! Uh, he said, you know, he said, "I'll take it as is." You know, you don't even have to do it. And it was really, there really wasn't anything up, up, but you know, some cleanup to do to the house. So I took, I um, we said we made the deal, and um, he gave me a down payment that um, pretty much covered what I paid for the home. And um, and then he he makes payments every month. He's my best uh, buyer. <laughs> um, always on time. Never have to uh, never have to call him. Never have to bug him about anything. We um, always love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, like I said, it was you know uh, almost immediately I was making profit off off the home. Um, Can but, I? Oh, go ahead. But it really um, what, what opened my eyes. What I say it opened my eyes to it was like, um, you know, I, I didn't, you know, it really gave me the the uh, insight to say I can I can make money and I in this business I can make a decent um, amount of money in this business and with doing you know these homes and um, you know uh, being my own boss basically. Heck yeah. I mean, that, yeah. That's what I think it opened. When I say it opened my eyes, my best best uh, deal to it. So. Right on. Gra- yeah. I mean, the f- you know, we make we make money as investors. The oh, let me ask you one thing, and I'll come back to how we make money as investors. Um, the when you sold the home for your monthly payments, what uh, do you? How close to comparable market rent are you um, for? When you're selling, let's say this was a was this a two or three bedroom? This one that you were just talking about. Uh, this this was a three bedroom. And in your area, what are typical three bedroom, uh, let's say apartments nearby that park going for? Um, probably in that area, like eight fifty. Okay, and then what were you selling this one for? Selling. Uh, Monthly for for monthly payments, including lot rent. Um, including lot rent, it's um, around it's eight hundred dollars. Okay. So it's under, you know what? Um, sure. You know what? What the, the the rent is around that area, but I also again, uh, you know, I I look at it um, as they. Uh, you know, I didn't have to be greedy with my profit. I knew that I was going to be getting profit very quickly um, from this home, so I was able to work with them, and they they needed it to be around, uh, you know, the price, the monthly uh, price needed oh. to fit their to fit their budget. Absolutely. So, yeah. No. So I, I, you know, I did it for them with with that uh, in mind. Folks that are listening that that haven't sold a mobile home home yet with payments, uh, maybe another property, but especially a mobile home with payments, um, really try to 
well, I don't, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you would close your eyes and just try to picture working with a somebody who's rational, who's credit conscious, who wants to live in a home for the next five to ten years, pay that home off, live there, not rent. They're tired of that. They have good incomes, good jobs. They've never been evicted. Quality people that are, again, are credit conscious, very similar to you. Uh, but again, they're obviously wanting to live in a mobile home, which is, or manufactured home or modular home, which is completely fine and beautiful with most of the homes that we sell. So realize that when we're talking to them, there's a few things, as long as they fit that mold, that where they're all low risk, and we'll just put an umbrella over all of those uh, criterias where no evictions, good income, et cetera, et cetera, that's low risk. So assuming we always sell to low risk folks, you have a few things to, to, to move around, Val. You have the, the move-in fee, you have the monthly payments, and you also have the total price of the home. And there's also a few other issues that are a few other things that you can move around, moving parts um, when you are selling a home. But I like what you said because you were absolutely right. When you purchased this specific home, you were into it for so little that you obviously got a good deal and you could pay that forward and you could sell it as a very attractive and good deal. And again, you might have taken $50 less per month, which is fine. I love when people tell me, listen, I just, I know my finances and I can't do, you know, 850 what you're asking or 950 or 900 or whatever the price may be. That tells me, okay, as this tenant buyer is they don't want to get themselves into a bad situation. Too many people love to live above their means. I want to see somebody who can easily live below their means and easily pay for this prop, this property. So the fact that you're $50 below market, even more reason why they're not going to want to go anywhere else because you're already below market. Right, um, right, right. Exactly, yeah. exactly that. And that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a really good point. Um, you know, that, and that's why I was I was thinking that I think that all the time when I when I talk with um, buyers and you know it's one of the things that we talk about. You know, what what is it that you can um, afford to to spend a month to stay you know to to live in your home? Because I don't want you to come and three months later you know you can't you can't afford it because the payments are you know too high. Right. So and you're so you know I want you to stay. And, a long time. Yes. And that's what most people, I don't know if it's an age thing or experience, but there's a difference between what's the most you can pay monthly and what really can you be comfortable paying monthly. And I think if you actually, just everybody listening, you typically will ask that question. Well, how much, you know, if you really like a home, what's the most you can put down? What's the most you can pay per month? And then really stopping after you ask that question and say, well, what would you like to pay per month? Or what can you comfortably, very comfortably pay per month? And then sort of just have an understanding of that person because um, that'll sort of paint a better picture of them. And if the numbers are too far apart, maybe they're inexperienced and then you have to do a little bit of effort, which you will anyway in your pre-screening. How much money do they make? What's their credit? So on and so forth. Um, so the deal that you did, I would like to actually mirror that deal. We didn't talk too much about the numbers. Um, being in this mobile home investing business, you're, if you're active, let me, let me say that, if you're active in this mobile home investing business, you won't, you'll, be meant, you'll be one of the few. And many people will know you. You'll start to build a name for yourself, rubbing shoulders with park owners, managers, investors, dealers, brokers, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And with that being said, you will be given offers to 
mobile home parks for sale that aren't even on the market yet. Individual mobile homes that aren't on the market yet. And I mean market by there's not even a sign in the window. Um, maybe people that are behind on lot rents. And also the elusive, which isn't too elusive, free mobile home. And I say it's not too elusive because I know you've spoken about that and you already have some experience, but um, I've gotten quite a few mobile homes, uh, some in all sh levels of repair. Uh, but now if I get a free mobile home, it's at least, so the, the one I want to talk about, because this is a, a pretty good deal, um, and this does mimic some other deals as well. So really just being in the market and doing what you say you're going to do, you will have these free deals presented to you if you're in person listening to my voice if you are in this business for long enough. So with that said, got a free mobile home from a park. It was a four bed, or it still is a four bedroom, two bath. It was down, most rooms were ripped down to the studs. There was no floor covering. All the appliances were there. The kitchen cabinets were there. The bathroom was there, both bathrooms, uh, and all that looked good. Actually, that, that all did look pretty decent. Um, the only issue was that the studs were showing because there was no drywall, no paneling on about 70% of the home, and then also no flooring. So this was obviously non-livable at the time because you don't want a baby crawling around on just bare hardwood floor, but there was a lot of potential. It was an oversized, double wide, again, got this for free. So what I did with it, because again, I was getting this for free, I went ahead and sold it really quick with payments and I sold it. This was sort of a creative thing at the time. I wasn't sure how it would work. Worked out amazing where obviously the person moving into the home, the handyman type buyer that wants to purchase a home like this, there's no way that we can ethically or realistically expect to have a tenant buyer come in, give us a few thousand dollars, plus they have a few thousand dollars that they want to make all the repairs to. So we need to make and even if, a sell, even if a buyer does have that kind of money, if you have that kind of money, you're typically wanting to purchase something that's move-in ready, unless we make the deal attractive. So in this particular case, the home wasn't very attractive. The structure was, and it had a ton of potential. Um, it was in a you know, good park that I've worked in before. And so the, the, the home wasn't so attractive. The, the future home would be, and a future home was. They did amazing things to it, even put granite in it. Um, but the, so what I had to make that was very attractive was the move-in and monthly fees. And for the move-in, again, per, the people are low risk. So there's never any jokers or people that won't stay that we try to pre-screen and eliminate all those flaky type of tenant buyers and buyers. But what I did was went ahead and sold the home for zero moves you in, but you start paying monthly lot rent right away. And I don't think it was zero. I think maybe it was the first month to move in, something like that. But very nominal. In the first six months, I made nothing, made no cash flow. It broke even. The tenant buyers in there were doing work. I went, I went every month. I saw the work. I took pictures. It was amazing to see what they're doing and the pride of ownership that they had. And I know you already know the answer, but do you think that these people have ever left? And I still own this one and they're almost done paying, which a uh, little tear in my eye, but these, I mean, these folks have done amazing work to this home. And do you think that these folks have uh, ever left because they built up so much of an attachment to this home?
No, absolutely, yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not, right. And they, uh, so they stayed. It was win-win. It was a free home, but I went ahead and just shuffled around paperwork, did slim to no repairs, did clean up the home. Uh, there was just some dirt and grime and grease and literally just cleaned up the home um, and then sold it. And, I, and I'd, I'd like to sort of now end with the, the, where I was saying before where how investors make money or make profit. And the only way that we create profit, I feel in this life, unless you're a trust fund baby or rob a bank, is why we create value. You have to create value and people will pay for that value. So we create value with sellers and we create value with buyers. Now, sometimes as investors, we're purchasing a home at a good deal, at a good value, which typically almost always has to happen, whether it be price or terms. Sometimes we increase the equity of that home by adding repairs, by fixing the bathroom, by fixing the floors, by doing this and that, and we've added value, and now we're selling the home for that value, plus the original price we paid, plus a premium. Well, that's fine and dandy for that deal, but other times, and I think that this is similar to the one that I got and the one that's, that's how you got, where you got a very attractive price and you got a very attractive home. And the other way that we make money as investors, and there's a few others, but I think these are the biggest two, we either put in sweat equity or we put in equity to the home or uh, repairs to the home, we can sell it for more, we've increased the value. Or the second option is that by being an active investor, rubbing shoulders with the right people, marketing, being busy daily, taking daily effort, knowing your market, being loud and proud real estate investor, you will naturally, like I said before, you'll get presented with free homes, with mobile home, complete mobile home parks that just people are selling with individual mobile homes before they hit the market. And that value, the value that you've been investing for the last year and a half, it's not that we are working and we're trading time for dollars, like at a traditional job where if you don't work anymore, you won't get paid anymore. With mobile home investing, the fact that you're building up your niche and your name for yourself, you can stop for a couple months and still have leads coming in, still have people calling you because you've already created a value and now people are still giving you those leads. So you got a free home or near free home, I got a free home, and the value that we were that the when we purchased home that the the home realized that as the investor the value that we gave to this deal is half through because we found it and then when we resell it well we're making that very attractive we're taking the risk uh, and we either make it attractive the home itself or the terms or both so did that uh, did did you follow all that Val I want to make sure everyone that was listening could kind of follow all that any yes. Okay. Yes, uh, you're absolutely right, and that's and that's what I uh, what I found is that you know it, it was all of a sudden um, people were calling me and offering me homes, um, free homes, like you said, um, or, or you know just uh, almost free homes, <laughs> and uh, it was just by you know word of mouth, um, you know, and and by. Uh, just, just getting, you know, people getting to know what what I do and how I do it. Very so, cool. yeah, I never and I never expected that. It was like, wow, when it, when it first <laughs> happened, it was 
It was very exciting. It was, you know, well, I really felt like I made it, you know, because now my name's out there and people are thinking good of, of me and they're they're thinking of me when um, when somebody, you know, needs to walk away from their home or, or sell it, you know. Absolutely. Right on. Move on. Don't yeah. don't ever stop. Don't ever slow down. Don't ever. St- I mean, if you want to morph that into something else, or you know, now you can start to outsource things. Um, but don't you know you and I don't have any intention or think thought that you're actually going to give up, but uh, or not give up, but just slow down or quit. It's more for I guess the folks listening to this, where if you're not out there you know having your your message is your face it's your brand it's your i want to help if you there's a mobile home issue or problem or solution needed think of me call me um so if you're not doing that your competition is or somebody else is so to the folks listening to this completely possible but thank you so much for being here val do you mind coming back another time and we'll talk about our worst deals i think that would be a real fun episode Absolutely. I'd love to. I'd love to do that. I got a couple of those too. <laughs> you, you know, it's the, we'll talk about it then. Oh, I could go on and on, but uh, not on the bad that mobile homes are because we learn from everyone, but just the fact that welcome to the club because you are going to uh, fall down a little bit. Even I think they say that for mobile uh, motorcycle riders, you know, there's the two kinds, yep. the ones that have fallen and the ones that will fall. And it depends on how you get back up and then how you fall, of course, but um, protecting right. yourself and mitigating risk and all that good stuff. But um, we can definitely talk about that. Thank you again for being here um, for the third time. So thank you so much, and uh, we'll definitely have you back. Thank you, John. I'd love to come back. The ideas and advice given in today's episode are for entertainment purposes only. If you have future ideas or questions for upcoming episodes, please email us at support at mobilehomeinvesting.net. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, the biggest compliment you can give is to like and share this podcast with your friends. 